Oh, hey, you guys are here. Um, wow, okay. Uh, hey, we're not doing one this week. Yeah, sorry, guys. Our bad. Yeah, yeah. But we're glad you came. I mean, if you want to stick around, you can listen to Michelle and I ramble about uh, the season so far and our retreat stuff. So but there's that. Let's do it. Hey, what's up? Um, how's it going? Pretty good. That's crazy. here too. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm like, I like knew I was going to have all this stuff going on at the middle slash end of this month. And then like when it all comes like to a head and I'm like, oh my God, it's going to be mad chaos for like a good 13 days here. Wow. Yeah. And you know how I like my downtime. So I'm like, right. um, I'll be underneath the covers or like under a desk somewhere in my house <laughs> taking a nap every, you know, two hours. So yeah, you're going to need it. Definitely. Gonna That's fine. <clears throat> um, is that football? It's his first, he's had football every day, but it's his first like team practice on the JV. Yeah. It's 7 a.m. And it is sweltering here. And I just can't help but think that this poor child is going to be a mess when he gets home. Mm. Uh, you know, like, I yeah, think oh, it's disgusting. I'm so ready yeah. for the fall. Although, ready for this shit? Tell me how fucked yeah. up Mother Nature is right now. All of the swamp maples, which are the bright, bright red maples that turn red in the fall, mm-hmm. have already turned and they're almost barren. My birch grove in the front of my house, right behind the greenhouse, is yeah. yellow. They're losing leaves. And the oaks are turning orange. What is happening right yeah. now? We're right. We're like, what the fuck? I can't believe how early fall is coming this year. So, um, and is that because it's like cold at night? Like, isn't does temperature have a lot to do with that? I thought so, but I, yeah, apparently, no. I don't know a goddamn thing about this anymore. I know what temperature had to do with it. And then I'm thinking, all right, we think of it like this. May and June were fucking gross. They were sweltering. Everything mm. planted in my garden at the end of May, I had to replant in the middle of June wow. because everything was so hot. It went to seed. It was crazy. Right. And then we, July was rain. We had rain every day except for two days and we couldn't get it above 75 degrees. Yeah. So nothing, I got a chance to grow within the garden. I mean, it was a really shitty growing year. I mean, I got some stuff and I'm still getting stuff, but it really affected the growth of the garden. I'm assuming that it had the same effect on the trees. Like everything started early and then we had this month of rain and now it's a hundred degrees in humidity. And I think mother Nature's like, well, where are we? <laughs> Did the polar flip? Like, where are we? So this is, we're going to have a hell of winter. I don't even want to say that, but I think we're going to have like astronomical snowfalls this winter. Yeah. I think we're, we're overdue. Yeah, for sure. Which you were making it feel like, are we not looking at something? You know what I mean? I feel like mother nature is screaming and I'm like, well, what are we missing here? You know, it can't just be climate change. It can't just be that. Right. I feel like Mother Nature's like, hey, I found the parasitic fucking cancer here. It's called humans. Yeah, something. Right. You know, let's let's try to cut these fuckers off the planet. 
Yeah. So crazy. And the energy, like his energy would be fucked up where you are. I'm like whispering as if someone's here, no one's here. Right. But the energy has been so fucked up that like, how do I even explain what I mean by fucked up? It has been so topsy-turvy one way, the other way. I'll have a client, right? And we have this whole session about X, Y, and Z. Then an yeah. hour and a half later, that client reaches back out and it's the complete opposite of what we talked about. Right. Like, rapid fire changing directions, rapid fire duality shift. Yeah. And it feels like mother nature's in coercion with that. It feels like it's like complimenting the rapid, uh, for lack of a better term, I feel like we're all um, rapid cycling bipolar at this moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Cause I'm seeing it, it you know, my day job, I'm seeing it with, with clients. I'm seeing it with at home, like, yeah, that it's by the minute. And that's unusual, particularly for people like us, because we ride energy flows and like set tones for those energy flows. And so when they're just, just coming to a screech halt and going into a different direction for people who are sensitive to that, it's, it's you know, I'm like, is this a Somebody fucking help. <laughs> like people are like, can you help me? I was like, no, but can you help me? Yeah. <laughs> it's just so bizarre. Yeah. So we have, um, so we're wrapping up season one, which is so yeah. crazy because when we started season one, all those months ago, it felt like closing season one was so far off. But now that it's here, it's like, we won't be gone for too long. I promise. I have you know, yeah. the listeners that we have are like, all about these podcasts and i'm finding that a lot of people do binge listening so mm -hmm. i found that you know uh, a friend of mine said oh i'm, I'm getting caught up on tmi and or um, i'm on episode seven or i just listened to the mini episodes and um i can't wait for the next one to come out and then i'm like well season one's coming to her end and like well how long yeah how long is the break <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, what the fuck yeah like, what, do you mean? what do you mean and i'm like well the put it this way I've been kind of plugging the TMI retreat. You know, I think that it's a good place to kind of put this in and to let everyone yep. know that the the retreat that we have going on that we have been talking about here and there, that's still happening, but we push that to the fall and that's going to be in the Idaho, Utah area. Fall of next well, year. Of fall of next year. 2022. And the reason, listen, we were going to do it spring of 2022, but we are riding this topsy-turvy, uncertain COVID response and life. Mm -hmm. And there is no way that I feel comfortable putting this sooner than fall of 2022 because I'm reading the energy, I'm reading the signs. And right now that feels more comfortable. So right. even though that seems so far off, it's really not. These things go so fast. So from now until then, Tony and I have been talking about doing mini retreats. What, what does that look like? And I, you know, the word retreat is really off-putting to me because there ain't nothing really relaxing about it. I mean, there are yeah. relaxing moments, but it's not like you're getting, you know, it's a massage and, and, you know, we're going to go and, and lie on the grass for four hours. Like it, it's, it's some intensive fun that happens. It's not yeah. work. It's fun. Um, so I don't like using the word retreat. I guess uh, we're going to be doing you know, some workshops and some gathering events and some connection. And we've been toying around the idea of a TMI retreat, which would be really having our listeners come and hang out. And it could be an event space. Maybe it'll be up here at my home. Maybe it'll be more local in Massachusetts where Tony is. We haven't hammered out the details yet, but if you like the podcast, then you're going to absolutely love the workshops that we're going to be doing. 
which is really just igniting people's own power within them. I mean, mm-hmm. really what I think it's come down to, especially over the last two years with COVID and the world changing is, it's awesome to give spiritual guidance. I love that. But it's even more awesome to put the spiritual guidance back in the people's hand to so right. guide themselves. And that's what I'm hoping that the TMI workshops end up being. Yeah, I see it as like, so if you've been listening and been working on lighting your kindling, then come to the workshop where we'll we'll teach you how to safely put gasoline on that fire. Right. <laughs> I'd love that. <laughs> We're going to burn this down. <laughs> we call that Girl Scout juice, by the way, up here in New Hampshire, which I never knew when I first moved up here. They call us Flatlanders. And so we were having our first fire at my house and my neighbors came over and, you know, we're like trying to like get the wood going. And we had some of the, the wood was like a little damp. So my neighbor's like, where's your Girl Scout juice? And I was like, uh, I'm sorry. Is that like a drink? <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. She's like, you know, like an accelerant, lighter fluid, gasoline. I'm like, that called Girl Scout juice? Did you get that name from Girl Scout juice? It's so funny. So we're going to do Girl Scout juice on your kindling. Yep. <laughs> I love it. We're going to show you how to safely throw some gasoline on there. I was like, yeah. girl, bitch down. <laughs> <laughs> I love, love, love what we're doing. So yeah, so the TMI retreats, I'm pumped for. Um, and then, you know, just so to put it on people's radar, one of my favorite things about retreats is swag bags. I know that sounds crazy, but like you saw, you know, like the Emmys and like all the big award shows. I don't watch that stuff, but I heard one like 15 years ago, they were giving out gift bags. And then like about within the last 10 years, they started calling them swag bags. And I was like, oh my God, I can totally do a swag bag, which is like, who doesn't like getting gifts and swag bags and things like that? But really it was this cute little toolbox and all of our workshops have those. It's little trinkets and little tools that you can take away and use in your everyday life. So I'm, it's going to sound so weird, but I'm more excited to put the swag bags together. Yeah. I'm over anything. I have been dying to put more swag bags together. I've been collecting stuff for so long. And then the last two years, because of the COVID and stuff, the retreats haven't been happening. So the TMI retreat attendees, workshop attendees are going to get dope swag bags. They're going to get collected swag bags because I got two years of chomping at the bit to put them together. (laughs) That's awesome. And you're so good at putting them together. And (laughs) what I I love about them too is you get these memories, like people who've gone to retreats know this and we've we've talked about this, that are uh, lifetime lasting memories and, and relationships and and i'll look at the north conway retreat swag ba- some of my stuff from that swag bag and and some of those memories and experiences are anchored to to that right it's just like you know you hear the thing it's not it's the thought it's not the gift it's the thought behind the gift for me each little thing like the fact that it's being held and putting together with such love and and people coming together and offering such beauty and such trinkets and tools. And then like knowing that each one of those bags has been like carefully created for somebody with such intent. That's how I make my food. It's the same way I make my swag bags. Mm. You, because you've stayed here a gazillion times, that you know that when we cook, we charge our food on selenite. We mm-hmm. pray over it. It's going to nourish someone's body. And that to me gives me great joy. The swag bags is the same thing. We pray over it. We charge it on crystals and to know that this is going to nourish people's souls. And it's truly one of the most spectacular things that I love doing. 
Um, and speaking of the swag bags, I still cannot find sage that burned as dope as the one that you and yeah, with the one in North Conway. Oh, yeah. Those came from, I was like, buy it in bulk, get a pallet. Like, what's going on by stock in that company? Yeah. Those were the best burning and clearing sage I've ever used. Okay, I will get I will get more from that contact. <laughs> You're like, good. Um, it's like, um, buy mouth. <laughs> what do you need? A few thousand bucks because that stuff is incredible. And because we sage so much, you know when you get a good bundle of sage. You can yes. just tell. You know it's gonna clear better. You know it's like it's just been harvested in sacred process. And then the way it burns, it burns yeah. like a dream. Cause sometimes anybody who sages knows that sometimes getting sage bundle to light is as as intense as getting an entity to leap <laughs> right yep you know so i'm like oh my god speaking of swag bags how about that sage that was the best the best sage and then all of the um so you're speaking of like how you see things and it will remind you of our north corner retreat the organite we had the organite mm-hmm. from kathy shipper who sh- shipped those in for me um and she lives in wisconsin and she was an attendee at the treats in utah and idaho Okay. An incredible being. And then Kara put together hers. Oh my God. And we all got blessed with Kara in mm-hmm. the creative process. Yep. She's like a master energy mover, praying over those, creating those. And when I, I have those all over my house, we have them on our wireless routers. We have them on anything that's wireless. We have them next to our beds. We have them in our pocketbooks. We have them in our cars. Like we keep those everywhere. And to see and to always have that reminder of like what transpired that week, you know, that weekend, that long weekend with everybody and to be able to still feel the energy from that event, working through those little trinkets, it's mm. really spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. It's how that transcends. Can you believe that's almost been two years ago? I know. That's crazy. God, we'd be on year three if, you know, of our fall into a alarming retreat if we didn't have COVID come and kick our asses. Right. You know, imagine, oh my God, how dope our event's going to be now going forward, thinking about like, oh my God, I've been isolated for two years, you know, people in and of itself just are going to want to come because you'd be around like-minded people. Right. And I don't know about it. It's important. But uh, being into, you know, doing what we do, it's kind of fucking lonely. Right. Right. (laughs) So to be around people who get it is like in and of itself, the event, anything above and beyond that is just icing on the cake but getting this collective group together. And I feel like the TMI workshops and retreats that we're going to be doing are going to be really setting the stage for the caliber of people. I was talking to, to DJ about this last, um, not last night, the night before. And I was like, you know, it's just crazy to think that the retreat we're putting on in fall of 2022 is going to be like, almost like, like an ace up the sleeve. It's not going to be about healing. Healing transpires with or without our permission. That happens as a collective. But it's going to be about who's fucking ready. We're talking heavy hitters. We're not talking about people who want to play it small. We're not talking about people who are not really familiar with this. We're talking about people who are ready to live in their power, help others live in their power, transcend beyond expectations of relationships, bring in the bout of change and anchoring in this new energy of like what we've been going through. And to know that all of the facilitators who are on board, which is a surprise, we're going to start putting it together. So stay tuned. So everyone knows who's, who's on board, but just the facilitators alone know that you guys are coming 
And like, we have no idea what we're going to be doing. We have ideas and tasks. Like we have a, we have little, you know, we're going to do this and we have, uh, um, events and like games and stuff. But when it comes to what the meat and potatoes of then the substance of that retreat is, we will not know until check-in and our welcome meet and greet on Friday night. Yeah. The only thing that we know for certain is that we have no idea about what's going to happen. It's going to be amazing, but how it's going to go down is going to be the result of the people present and their energy. Right. We know that. And, and beyond that, it's our job to not challenge where it goes. Exactly. And like, so the way that this is, this is your event, meaning the attendees event, right? We're just there to make the magic happen and to help steer the energy and the flow. We are not there to preach. We are not there to teach. We are literally there to guide. And everything else is going to transform on its own. It will be, you know, what is everybody needing at that very moment? There will be things that you can check and pick. There'll be different events happening at the same time. So if one class doesn't feel good to you or one event doesn't feel good to you, there's a Reiki attunement you could be getting. There's private readings that you can be getting. There's a plethora of things to be doing. So you get to choose the events. You get to choose what it is and the way that you get to do this. And like we just said, we don't know what this is going to be. We don't know exactly what's going to happen, but we know who is going to be teaching what times. We don't know what they'll be teaching. So every day, a new sign-up sheet goes out with that day's events based on the energy. And we're not going to know what those events are until we all hang out during breakfast. That's how insane and how much in the flow and trust the process, we are going to show you. We're going to show you real time what happens when you allow shit to unfold. That right. itself gives you the fluidity of, oh, right, this is the flow state. You're going to know how it feels. You're going to know how to ride it. You're going to be able to override your fear senses. You're going to be able to calm the vagar nerve. You're going to be able to do so much by allowing yourself permission to go to an event where you really are going to be in the driver's seat, but you have no idea what the road is. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you're driving, but you got a blindfold on. <laughs> so right. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. It gets me so amped. Because as you know, I mean, with every event that I've ever done, whatever I've planned for never happens that way. How can it? Because you're planning right. for a conceptual idea. You're planning for something that's not really real, even though it's coming up. And then you're there. And you're like, who the hell thought we were going to be doing this? Right. <laughs> so why? So, yeah. So learning from that, why? set some uh, strict agenda when you're going to get there and be like, oh, this isn't what's needed. Like at the last second and be like, this is what's needed. And anyone who does this knows, you know, your your results are tenfold when you just pay into the flow of the positive energy that's happening in the place versus asserting your will, you know? Yes, yes. Asserting your will. <laughs> it's like the dooms of our our experience it's running our will this is what we're going to do and oh it's not happening right you know like the flow state is ever changing and like we get so fixated on what we think things should be that we don't see how things are Mm. and so we are constantly trying to harness back that energy and put it in this container the flow state is very 
difficult to navigate because it is ever-changing. So what better way to really hone in how to ride the, the wave of the flow state than committing to four days <laughs> right. of being in the flow state, which is in and of itself awesome. But the best part of all of that is, you know, when you're with this many people and you're in this type of environment, it's almost effortless, but it gives you the feeling flavor and the vibration of what being in the flow state is. So then when it doesn't feel so effortless, you can draw upon that feeling. Mm. You can draw upon what that looks like, what that feels like, and what transpires when you do fall into the fluidity of flow. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, okay, so we're wrapping season one up. We're talking about the retreat. I'm like, it's, it's crazy. I want to like go back. I'm going to go onto my website while we're talking so I can go back and we can like talk real briefly and just comment on the episodes if there was anything on there that we wanted to talk about. It's just, I can't believe we've done so many episodes. I know. I can't believe we're at the end of it. I'm like mourning right now a little bit. I'm like, calm down. Calm down. Yeah. Um, so the kindling, I mean, that was really, I mean, I remember you and I having a private conversation mm. and it was that's when our podcast needs to be out. That's really what started this. Right. And then I remember coming up with names. Like we were, I don't even remember what the names were. And then all of a sudden it was like TMI, too much information, too much insanity, too yeah. much, you know, incredible, like whatever it was. And then it was like too much information with Tony Michelle, like TMI, that can stand for so many things. And mm. I just, I'm so grateful for the experience and for how it's growing and the conversation and how it's connected and helped you and I grow as a team. It's been really awesome. Definitely. Uh, so for us, that was our kindling. I really feel I need to talk about fly burning our fire bright and using our own, you know, um, words and guidance and podcast to our own advantage as well. And to remind ourselves of our own kindling. And if you remember, so, like you said, this started with a private conversation and a Akashic download that I got <laughs> that I started to share with you, right, about about kindling. And initially, that conversation started about uh, lighting our own kindling, and then you know became very evident that getting this information people uh, is like how we're going to light our own kindling. Right. So very um, synchronous start to, to how that to the how that part happened, and I agree with everything you said about that. It's just so cool that your Akashic downloads, which is like something you were like, "Yeah, no, I don't have that." I was like, "Cool story, bro." Like mm. back in the day, you were like, "Yeah, no, that's how that is." And I was like, right. "Okay, we'll go with that for now." But yeah, that was yeah. All of a sudden, you're like. When I was at the Akashic and I was like, oh, shit, I got to sit down. This is going to be good. Anytime you start with that, like, oh, and then and then I'm like, oh, he's giving it down on. I love it because, you know, people have this like misunderstanding and we're going to get into something right now that uh, you can either cut out or it can be a preface for maybe next season what we start. The whole twin flame thing, people have right. so bunked and fucked that up. And this is showing what a working soul contractual twin flame is um is like i don't think people understand that you and i are twin flames that we right. are working through like following out a soul's mission and mm -hmm. this has been like 
fucking lifetimes of this. And most people, well, there are romantic twin flames. Of course there are. If you look at twin flame though, and again, here's a label, do your own research. But for me and for Tony and for our contractual contract, it's sole contract that we have. Mm. We are going to hold the opposite pieces of a whole. Most people think twin flames is like, you are like everything. And you guys are like this, like match. And it's like this, like meshing. It is the other half of the things you need in order to be able to complete what your soul's purpose is here. Mm-hmm. So can you just real quick talk about the Beatles album? Because I think that totally like we'll put together. Check. Yeah, no, that's fine. No, this is fine. So um, when I was in high school, uh, my sister and I were both big fans of the Beatles. And so we each would just pick up whatever uh, album you know we didn't own yet that was most you know interesting to us or that we wanted to hear and listen to like you know every every couple of weeks or months or whatever and uh over this time period and so at one point uh instead of going to get another album at strawberries or whatever the hell it was uh <laughs> we started checking with each other hey do you have do you have this one? Yeah, I do. You can borrow mine and, and vice versa. And then what we figured out was like unbeknownst to us, uh, we had between us all of the Beatles albums with no duplicate. So I had half of them and my sister had the other half and we had all of them with no duplicates. It, it fit together perfectly together. We had all of them, the whole collection. And so, Michelle, you, you remember I yes. Yes. told you about this because it was the imagery that came into my head about our twin twin flame relationship as an analogy to describing it. Yes. Right? And that's exactly why I wanted you to just describe it because you, you obviously, no one can say it better than you, is that's what we are. So the whole reason I'm saying this is because of the Akashic part of it. I think that that part was really fucking scary for you to jump into because there was nobody around you that was like, you know, like you and I could rap and jive and talk about stuff and be like, yes. And like, we could like navigate, but there was nothing blank for me. So Mm -hmm. I was like, that's when I really, truly realized that, like, yeah, there we are. Because until you see something that grand of, like, somebody's abilities on that level and be like, okay, that's not my strong suit. When you see the grandioser nature of that, you know you're in a twin flame connection. You know that that's there because you have the, you know, just like this this level of, I go very, very high up. Tony goes higher up. I can go really, really low down, but Tony can go really, really down. So there's this level of like anchoring in both dimensions that I think you do. And I think that comes with the Akashic. And I think that that is showing such a deep tethering that like that's eons of of lifetimes. It's like to be able to do that and to be able to go into this in this lifetime. And so I bring up the whole twin flame thing because I think that's going to be a good episode for you maybe to start um, or to get into some more of the woo-woo stuff, if you will. Yeah. Um, and kind of try to shatter a little bit of this romanticized Hollywood thing. And now listen, 
some people aren't going to like this and this is not going to be very fucking popular opinion, but it's called TMI and I don't really give a fuck. But the only people that I have seen have romantic and I mean whirlwind fairy tales cannot compare romances end up losing that person. They die to go to the other side so that other person can hold the soul mission down because there's always a chance to go into any dynamic of a relationship with anybody. But when that happens with a twin flame and that's the level that they're supposed to anchor in in this lifetime, one of them will die. Mm-hmm. And there are two people, two, two um, couples that I, one, I know of because I follow and that's Abraham Hicks. That's Jerry and Esther Hicks. They are a twin flame connection. And that's a good example. Mm-hmm. The other one, and I want to get her permission before we share her name. He is also passed. And I know of that one specifically. I never got to meet in life, but I was brought to her in his death and I have seen it. And that is all the evidence that I need is the feeling and then being able to, in my, you know, obviously clairvoyantly and in my mediumship, see it. Yeah. No doubt in my mind that the twin flame connections that are needed here right now the ones that are romantic, I'm not saying your spouse is going to die or if you feel like you're in a twin frame relationship, that that's going to happen. I just know from what I've seen that that has been the case. That's yeah. my reality. Right. I'm not, right. I'm not putting that on to anybody. Yeah. Uh, so when I see twin flames, and if you do identify as a twin flame, I'm going to urge you and ask you to look at how many of these relationships on the romantic level have turned into the runner and the chaser. And If that is going on in your relationship, step back for a moment and ask yourself, is this a romantic true flame? Is this a soul contract true flame? Right. Flame, excuse me, twin flame. Because if it is that, you have a soul's mission. So step back, look at the parts that are not being mirrored because you think you're mirror images of each other. You are fucking not. Mm. Not mirror images of each other. You are the opposing opposites. Right. What is it that that person has that you do not have? And what do you have that that person does not have? And join fucking forces. Right. And how can you use that to strength, Peter, strengths? Right. When I I remember at the retreat, I said to Sam, I call it Samantha, she fucking hates that, to Sam, you, and he was, she was like, oh, who's your twin? And we were like, well, that's us. And she was like, shot. Yeah. She was like, I don't understand. What? In everyone's mind, they think, oh, well, DJ has to be my twin flame because that's my twin. Because that's your wife. Right. Yeah, that's your soulmate. Those that is your ride or die. That is right. Fine. But that's not my twin flame. I couldn't fucking live with you, Tony. I love you. We ain't living together. Right. Each other. This is why right. it's so good. Because I'd be like, dude, you're triggering the fuck out of because, because you have everything and vice versa. So we're always going to be triggering the unhealed parts of ourselves and always going to be. Uh, and trying to ignite and empower the strong parts of ourselves, which is like a battle of the will. So, yeah, it is, I just want people to like look at the current relationships, but I also the beetle part of it. That's the part like if you take you identify the twin flame and take anything away, please let it be the the beetles analogy and see where you can complement your twin flame slide. This goes for any relationship. Yep. All right. And we'll talk soon. Definitely. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye.